Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. It is of course Indigenous Round in the NRL, a sensational initiative put on by the NRL. Fantastic week where we celebrate all of the Indigenous players in our game and all the Indigenous people involved in our game as well, which is fantastic. Uh, really good opportunity for a lot of education in our game as well. Uh, love this week, think it's sensational. I think you'll see some of the very best Indigenous players in our game really stand up this weekend. The jersey designs, having a look at them, I think they're better than they ever have been. There has been a few over the years that have probably been a little bit hit and miss. Some of the players have come out and spoken about that as well, but I think this year, all round, it has just been nailed, and it's going to be a cracking round. I'm recording this on Thursday night, just before we get into the first game of the week, uh, so you'll be hearing this on Friday morning, so hopefully we had a big game last night between the Melbourne Storm and the Manly Seagulls, but I thought that I would get stuck into, I put on my Instagram story the other day asking for you guys to tell me who is your favourite Indigenous player of all time, and I go and give my live reaction to those. I've had a quick squiz through these. As I said, I like to do it live, so I've had a quick look. As expected, uh, there are a lot of repeats uh, throughout here, but uh, I'll read out each and every one of them, talk about the new ones that pop up because there are some sensational players through this list. And then a little bit later today, I've got written down the 16 NRL teams, and I'm going to go through and name my favourite Indigenous player from every single side and why and talk about some memories of those players from those teams as well. So that should be a really enjoyable podcast. So our first one comes from, I can't say the name, 6 u 3 N seven one and it says Jonathan Thurston, a really popular suggestion here. Obviously JT, uh, legend of our game. First time I really saw JT was probably in the two thousand and four grand final. First time I saw him live, I remember him scoring a try off Shifty Sherwin in 03, I think it was off a kick. Might have been O two, uh, but O four was the first time I really saw Shifty live. Uh, saw JT live, and that was in the grand final. He came on. I've spoken about it a few times. He put in. 
a pin-perfect kick. It was an unreal play. Um, and, yeah, it was sort of from that moment that I sort of thought, fuck, this guy could be the real deal. Didn't expect him to have the career that he did, uh, but he was so impressive, JT, throughout his career. And, obviously, the crowning moment, the 2015 uh, grand final, kicking the field goal there, sensational stuff. For me, though... Whenever I think of JT, there's a lot of highlights that come to mind, obviously, throughout his time at the North Queensland Cowboys, but it's state of origin where I always thought JT just went to another level. I think that there's an argument for JT to be the greatest origin player we've seen. Um, I think he's on par with your Cameron Smiths, your Wally Lewis, your Brad Fittlers, these sort of guys. Joey, uh, he was sensational every single time, Thurston. I know there's an argument that... He was in a stacked team, and I get that. Uh, but, mate, what JT did every single game, considering his size, uh, you know, defensively, he always struggled. He always struggled, JT, and I'll never hide away from that. But in origin, he just always showed a jersey. He never hit away from it. He might miss tackles, but he always put himself in front, Thurstow, and I loved that about him. Some of the moments he came up with in origin, especially some of the kicks he came up with, I mean... We all, we all sort of, well, not we all, I don't, but I hear people bagging Darius Boyd quite often saying that, you know, he was just outside GI. It was made easy for him standing outside GI. Mate, you go back and watch Inglis's highlights, and there's a lot of moments there where he does unbelievable stuff. He palms up four and five. There's also a lot of highlights there that Thurston makes it easy for him, just manipulating the entire line and throwing a two- and three-man cutout pass or creating space for GI. I always thought in origin... Thurston was incredible, and I think his origin performances are still a little bit underrated, to be honest with you. But a champion player, JT, um, obviously a Clive Churchill medalist, I think four-time uh, Dally M medalist as well. So a sensational career, JT, and I'm sure his name will pop up time and time again. The next one comes from the Lachlan Hodson. He says, Preston, GI, and Luttrell, uh, these three sensational. I'll go with Preston Campbell, who you said first, mate. I'm sure the other ones will get mentioned. Presto, what a career. Played for a number of clubs. Was always too small to play NRL, essentially, when you looked at him. If anyone would have said that to you, you wouldn't have argued with them. But he just had so much ticker, Preston Campbell. Obviously won a comp for the Penrith Panthers in 2003. Was sensational on that side, playing 5'8". Was at the Sharks before that, where I believe he won his Dally M medal in 01. Maybe it was 2000, actually. I think it was 2000. An incredible player, Presto. And then he went up to uh, the Gold Coast Titans to be the face of that franchise when they started. Now, of course, he's young bloke playing for the Gold Coast. Titans as well. Preston Campbell, I've spoken about it a lot this year, especially with the Dolphins. I still remember the day that they first announced... Um, him as their as their marquee signing as their first guy and it was just so fitting and he's always he will always resemble what the Gold Coast Titans are and what that area is all about. So Preston Campbell, a champion player, probably like achieved a lot in his career. Don't get me wrong, but probably should have played a bit more rep footy than what he did. Uh, you know, could play halfback, five eight, fullback, could jump out on the sting and would do a job. Uh, champion player Preston Campbell, tough as nails. Next one comes from Ryan underscore Michael three. Nathan Blacklock was the best when I was a kid. Uh, modern day is GI. Yeah, Nathan Blacklock, what a talent. Um, some of the things he was able to do out on the wing, incredible. Had one of the best chip over the tops we've ever seen. Uh, the ball just seemed to bounce to Blacklock. Like, he was lightning quick. Uh, he, he could just find space, but the ball always bounced to him off kicks, whether it was his own kick or someone else's kick. 
I don't know. It was like he had a magnet to his hands. I still remember that day. I think it was just about the last play of the game against the Tigers, and he chipped over the top going down the left edge. Just a try that only Nathan Blacklock could score. Obviously, uh, when he used to score tries, the backflip and everything was sensational. Highly entertaining player. Absolutely loved him. Um, Was unlucky probably not to win a grand final in 1999. Scored that try that we will never forget in that grand final. Uh, The chip over the top by Brett Kamal, and he comes through and swoops it up at just 100 k's an hour. He was flying, and that takes a lot of courage. So for all the chip over the tops and the burning runs and all the entertaining stuff, fuck, he was tough as as nails, Nathan Blacklock, and he showed it on that play in that grand final on the biggest stage. Our next one, it comes from Gibson Geller, or Geller maybe, Artie Beetson. Yeah, Artie, wow. I actually, um, I was coaching a rep team, like a under- 10s or 12s, I think they were last year, and his grandson was in the side, Artie Beetson's grandson, and he went so hard. He had all the ball skills. He just had everything that Artie did. I didn't get to watch Artie play myself. I've heard like my grandfather and father talk about him a lot and some of the things he was able to do. I remember hearing about him as at a young age. I still remember also being at uh, the Sydney Football Stadium during the week when when I was really young and Artie would have been, you know, he would have been pushing 140, 150 kilos by this point, very old, not very mobile, standing in the squash courts playing squash and um, just fucking around with guys essentially. His hand-eye coordination was unbelievable. I remember standing there watching him playing squash and my old man sort of telling me how good he was um, where, when he used to play and stuff and just finding it unbelievable. But you go back and you watch those tapes and the things that Artie was able to do you know, back in the 70s with the, you know, just how tough the game was and just how much skill he had and what he did in, in the 1980 Origin Series as well. Uh, you know, we talk about the Melbourne Storm last year. I think they won 19 in a row, I think it was. They fell one game short of breaking the record of the 1975 Sydney Roosters. Um, and, yeah, that side led by Artie Beats and one of the greatest ever and a mortal of our game. Um, sensational. Such a good player. I, I wish he was around in the modern game because I actually think he'd be more suited to playing now than when Artie did play. But he's one of those guys you could put him into any era from 1908 to 2022 and he would be as dominant as he was in his time, in my opinion. Uh, champion player, Artie. Some, some, some of the games he played for the Kangaroos, when you occasionally get to see those tapes, he's just on another level, Beatson. Uh, the next one comes from Girac Connor. He says, Matty Bowen. He says, Marty Bowen. I assume he means Matty Bowen. Uh, Mango. Wow. We already spoke about JT, and I was, I was sort of going to mention it before, but I thought I'd let JT have his moment. A lot of the highlights that I remember from Matty Bowen do include JT, but... The moments that always stand out for me for Matty Bowen was during the origin period where JT gets selected and go and play origin and the North Queensland Cowboys would belong to Matty Bowen. Um, sometimes they play him at halfback. Sometimes they play him at fullback, but he would essentially play halfback in that side. I remember watching him at the SFS one night against the Sydney Roosters during the origin period and he just absolutely carved them up. He went the length of the field once or twice, scored off a chip. Um, freakish player, Matty Bowen, could just do it all. Scored off a banana kick from JT in one of the Indigenous All-Stars game as well that I will never forget. Um, crazy player and of course, uh, one guy that I'll never forget, Matty Bowen, is uh, Brett Kamali throwing that pass in the Origin series uh, that'll go down in Origin folklore. So, so good to see Matty Bowen own that moment in State of Origin that will never be forgotten because it you know, unfortunately I think it is forgotten that you know, they went all the way to the 2005 Grand Final with Matty Bowen. He was absolutely carving it. Uh, he leaves the game 
I want to say 2012, 2013, around that mark somewhere. Not far off the 2015 grand final from memory. And, of course, Lachlan Coote comes in and he wins the grand final in that jersey, which for me uh, was devastating that Matty Bowen wasn't wasn't a part of that because he, when I was growing up, he was the North Queensland Cowboys. When I still think about the North Queensland Cowboys, obviously JT comes to mind, but I'll tell you what, Matty Bowen, he isn't far away. One of the most entertaining players we've ever seen. And I feel like we don't talk about Matty Bowen enough because he didn't play or, you know, a heap of test football. He didn't play a heap of origins. But for those that were old enough to probably remember what Matt Bowen was like, he's going to go down in folklore forever for as being one of my most entertaining players of all time. I really wish in his peak he would have got to play in like a nines tournament because he would have absolutely fucking torn that to shreds, Matty Bowen. Absolute champion player. Uh, next one, Jordan Creek says, I look up to all of them, which is sensational to see. Love hearing that. Uh, Behold and Dumbledore, two in a row here, say hands down David Peachy, brah, and David Peachy. Yeah, great shout, the Peach. Obviously, uh, his nephew's still running around now, Tyrone Peachy for the West Tigers. But Dave, uh, what a player. What a player. Uh, for the Cronulla Sharks and then later in his career for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, a lovely guy off the field too from what I've always gathered. I've never really heard anyone say a bad word about Peach. Um I remember against Newcastle in 2001. I think he scored three tries in that game, and I think that was the game that Cronulla beat Newcastle 49 to something. Um, and, of course, as we hear every single year, no team has ever conceded 50 points, gone on to win a, win a premiership. Um, the Knights conceded 49 that day uh, to the Newcastle Knights, and they did go on to win the premiership Um that year, the Newcastle Knights, but Peachy that day scored three tries, and the one that I, I just think just sums up David Peachy and the sort of guy he is, um, the Cronulla Sharks, they kicked it into the right-hand corner um, of Newcastle's end, or, or the left-hand side, left-hand corner of the Sharks' side into the left corner. Robbie O'Davis, I believe it was, had it at fullback, sort of came out to the guys marking him, was sort of ballooned in and threw a pass um, to his to, to his winger that was inside him. Maybe it was the winger trying to Robbie O. Anyway, two new Newcastle players threw the pass to each other and it was five metres out and Peach came through and took the intercept. You just, you never see that in rugby league. He knew what he was doing the entire time. He just had instincts that you can't coach. David Peachy, an incredible player, played State of Origin. Don't think he ever played for the Kangaroos uh, and I don't think he got to play an Indigenous All-Stars game, but I do think... He played. We, there, there used to be like an equivalent of, of the Indigenous All Stars before it got it got really big. Uh, it was probably about ten years ago. Oh, no, it was probably like twenty years ago now. I remember a very young Jamie Soward playing in it. I think they played a Cook Island side. It might have been a Mouldy side, but I'm not sure. I think it was at the SFS, and I think I remember Peach playing in that one. But a champion player. So many great memories of David Peach. He moved to South Sydney. That was perfect. That was sort of around the time where South Sydney really started to turn around. Uh, rangy character. I used to love when he used to take the ball all the way to the dead ball line as well. David Peach, he sort of made that his thing. Um, such an entertaining player. Absolutely loved watching the Peach. Great suggestion there, boys. Uh, next two, JT, Matty Bowen. Next one comes from Jaden Ram, 0619, GI. His name's come up a few times already, which is no shock, but uh, it was inconsistent conjunction with other guys. This one's a GI alone, so we'll get stuck into him. Um, champion player. What what a fucking weapon. I was looking at it the other day. I think he played three grand finals in three different positions. Um, centre, 5'8". He, actually, I think he might have played four grand finals in four positions. I think he went wing, centre, 5'8", fullback, which was just incredible. Definitely three, but I think it might have been four. Uh, moved to 5'8", in the... 
what would it have been, the 2009, was it, grand final that he played 5-8? Or maybe it was the 2008. I think it was 2008, actually, where, where he played 5-8. And, uh, wow, what a performance that was. Just crazy. I remember when he when he first burst onto the scene, he was such a skinny kid, but he could just he could do things that no one else could. Kind of like Selwyn right now, except for Jay, except for... GI did what Selwyn did over the last five, five weeks. He did it for two seasons when he was the same age. He was incredible. I remember seeing him score a try for the Melbourne Storm off a scrum. I think it was against the New Zealand Warriors. The ball went to ground. There was nothing on. And he just picked up the ball and just ran around the entire New Zealand Warriors team. You could tell very early GI was going to be something special. And what he did in the Origin Arena was unbelievable. I think he's... I, I would have him and Mal Meninga next to each other as the most damaging centres uh, we have ever seen in rugby league history. Probably the most damaging outside backs we've ever seen. Did a heap of things at Melbourne. It was fantastic. The salary cap uh, drama happened and he had to move on and it just couldn't have worked out better, him arriving at South Sydney. And to have that image of him scoring the last try in the 2014 grand final, doing the Goanna at the end, it, it just... Such a perfect moment for the South Sydney era to have one of, if not the greatest Indigenous player we've ever seen, uh, if not the best, definitely one of, without a doubt, scoring a trial like that on the last play. Um, just the, the greatest scenes you could ever imagine for South Sydney fans and for rugby league fans as well. Did some very special things, GI. Probably didn't finish the way that we would have liked his career as far as injuries and everything went, but he definitely has left his mark on our game. Uh, doing great things off the field now as well. Um, yeah, so many great memories for the Kangaroos. I also remember 2008, I think it was the centenary test when they were wearing that sort of maroon and blue jersey. JT puts in a kick, it lands on his chest, it bounces off, and GI jumps out of the field and throws it back over his head. I mean... Nowadays, guys are doing that every every three or four games, it seems. But back then, no one had the athletic ability to be able to do that. Just insane the stuff that GI could do. Some of the some, some of the palms he put on in Origin. Remember that that night he he, he got stuck in, into Jamie Soward um, when he was playing five eight when he had all the hair on his head and he was he was looking a bit wild. Uh, but GI champion player, uh, absolutely love watching him go around. Do wish his career would have ended in a better fashion for him though. Our next one is from Terry Blewett. He says, Cliffy, Cliffy Lyons. Wow. Um, My favorite Indigenous player of all time, I think, uh, watching Cliffy Lyons play just something else. I've seen him play Oztag a couple of times over the last few years, and he's, you know, 50, 55. Uh, he's, probably, he's probably older, sorry. He's, he's definitely older. He's probably like 65 by now, but he's moving really slowly, but he's just got timing and vision that you just can't coach. Uh, we talk about, you know, Steve, Steve Menzies, you know, being one of the greatest back rowers of all time and how many tries he scored and his combo with Cliffy. The way that Cliffy was able to think fast and play slow, just... Like no one else. You, you honestly cannot coach what Cliffy Lyons had, and he was a champion uh, over there at the Manly Seagulls. Another guy that should have played a lot more games of rep football than what he did, and I think he's a little bit underappreciated. Uh, I believe he is a Clive Churchill medalist. Um, just su- such a good player, Cliffy Lyons. Unbelievable stuff. Some of the stuff. You watch his highlights and... You know, you remind yourself that, you know, he was having darts at halftime. He was, you know, he was just doing everything you're not meant to do. Uh, but he was just so fucking talented that it didn't matter. And 
another guy that, despite how structured everything is in rugby league nowadays, if you put him in there, I just think he would bamboozle blokes left, right and centre without any game plan and without knowing the guys he's playing with. He just had that sort of ability, Cliffy. So, huge, huge fan. He got to go on the 1990 Kangaroo Tour, in my opinion. Um, he scores one of the greatest tries of all time. He doesn't do a heap in it. Uh, he catches a bomb at the end to score. I think he throws one or two passes throughout the play. One or two of like 30 passes that happens. Uh, if, if you know your Kangaroo Tour history, you'll know the try I'm talking about. Uh, they go all the way to the left, left. They swing it back to the right. And then ET puts a kick into the middle and at one bounce lands in the hands of Cliffy Lyons and he scores. I think it's game two, might be game three of the 1990 Kangaroo Tour uh, against Great Britain. Worth having a look at if you haven't seen it. Go type it into YouTube. Cliffy Lyons scores an all-time cracker there. Our next one comes from Brody Nixon. It says, Jarrell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great shout there, Brody. Uh, we had Jarrell on the podcast at the start of last year. Yeah, champion fellow. He's obviously uh, a part of the Bloke in a Bar team as well. Uh, he was up at Magic Round the other day. I wasn't able to go there, but it would have been great to catch up with him. Champion player, another one whose career was cut short by that shocking injury, but some of the stuff he was able to do, I have no doubt whatsoever he would have gone on to be one of the best wingers we've ever seen in rugby league history. Uh, when you think about great Broncos wingers, you know, I think it, he would have been spoken about in the same levels of Lottie Takiri and Wendell Saylor, and I know that's a huge claim, but, mate, when you go back and watch his highlights and see what he was able to do week to week, the touch he had off the foot, how strong he was, how quick he was, um, just crazy. I think the standout moment for me with Yaya um, was probably that try where he corkscrewed Jonathan Thurston. JT went for an early kick in the set, and he comes charging onto the ball. He gets it, and it's just him and JT with about 40 metres of backfield to work with, and he just makes Thurston look absolutely Silly. Uh, and, you know, as I said before, JT wasn't the greatest defender, but his match awareness was unbelievable. And he couldn't even get near Yao Yao because he just had him in an absolute spin. Uh, probably the other highlight for me of his career, and he spoke about this on the podcast. If you are keen, go and have a listen. Uh, yeah, yeah, he came on the podcast uh, last year, and we had a great chat. And he talks about his origin debut. He'd scored a try in just about every game of his career leading up to this point, and he, he had a dream the night before um, that he was going to score a try off a kick from Cooper Cronk. And, of course, uh, it, it, it happened for him. Cooper Cronk puts in a grubber from about 30 metres away. I think it's Josh Dugan at fullback, and I think it's Brett Morris on the wing, and both of them have a moment of miscommunication. The ball just sits up. Uh, it looked like the Blues had it covered by all means or it was going to go out. And yeah, yeah, just being the sort of competitor he is, he made sure that he put himself there at the right spot at the right time, came up with that try that he literally had a dream about, which is insane. Great shout there. Troy Warner says, PJ Mars. I think, yeah, people forget the truth. PJ Mars is indigenous, obviously played at a number of clubs, was very talented, hooker, halfback. Could really do it all, PJ Marsh. Um, great shout by Troy Warner there, who, of course, runs the Paracave podcast. Troy's a champion fellow. Make sure you go and check out his podcast. Uh, a heap of interviews there. Big Parramatta fan, champion fellow. But PJ Marsh, very underrated one. Great shout there. Next one comes from Lachlan T. Bensley. He says, Chrissy Sando. Love this one. Absolutely love it. Uh, Sando was one of my favorite players to watch ever. Um, I just, I love the, I love guys that when the game's on the line, they want the ball in their hands. Sando was as likely to make a huge mistake as he was to chip over three people and score the craziest try you've ever seen. That's who Chrissy was though, and he owned it, and I absolutely love that. Love the way that he defended as well, put his body on the line, always got in front, always looking for a big shot. He made rugby league entertaining. He killed so many of my multis, and I was ready to kill him at, at different points throughout his career, but there's no doubting how entertaining he was 
just how purely talented uh, he was. I, I still think he, I think he's kicked more field goals in his career than Jonathan Thurston as well. Something along those lines. I remember there being some crazy stat about the amount of field goals Chrissy Sandow has kicked and the amount of field goals he used to kick from over halfway, just crazy. Uh, wasn't the most consistent guy of all time. I'm not trying to tell you that he was, but fuck on his day. 2014, I reckon that was probably his, his best year at the Parramatta Eels. It was probably his most consistent year, and fuck, he was good. Just so much talent, Chrissy Sandow. I'll, I'll always be a big fan of him. Another one that it's disappointing how his career played out because the talent he had uh, was just crazy, and the pressure he had on him from a very young age being compared to Alan Langer very early in his career, just crazy. Uh, what else have we got here? We've got a few for English Rugby League World, Big Dog Meaty. We've got Nathan Blacklock, Matty Bowen. Preston Campbell and Matty Bowen. Dean Witters. This is a good one from Swalcaster. Dean Witters, DW. Uh, champion player. Could obviously play lock forward. Could play in the back row. Could chuck, could chuck him up in the middle. Put him in the centres. You could chuck him at 5'8". Could do it all, Dino. Uh, champion player. Obviously, South Sydney, Parramatta Eels. Uh, very, very talented. Another guy that probably should have played more rep footy uh, than what he did, unfortunately. But Dean Witters, uh, a champion player too. A champion guy off the field too. Still doing a lot in the community. I believe he's working... Um, with the pathway systems at the moment, doing fantastic things. Not many guys as talented as Dean Witters. He could just do it all. Uh, you know, you couldn't when, when when you'd look at him, you couldn't possibly work out what position he played. Uh, but he could just he could do everything. And you know, whenever Parramatta or South Sydney had an injury, he'd slide into a different position. And he'd be the best on the field at that position. He was incredible, Dean Witters. Huge, huge fan of him. Very underrated. Uh, Corey Thompson, no, uh, another good shout here from Steve. Corey Thompson, I mean, when I love guys that play well above their weight. And Corey's never been the biggest winger, but he's just always had a crack. And he's been consistent as all hell. Corey Thompson, a great shout. From Brendan Mullerly, uh Greg Bird. Absolutely love this one, Birdie. Uh, I think he's one of the most gifted 13s we've ever seen. I think in State of Origin, he always went to a new level. You go and have a look at, like, I I think Wally Lewis has the record for most man of the matches. I think he got six man of the match awards in, you know, 30 games or 25 games or whatever the hell it was for Wally at 5'8". Incredible effort. You go and you have a look at Birdie. I think he got man of the match in two out of his three games when playing at 5'8". Uh, whenever he was more involved, New South Wales were better. And I think that if he would have come along in a different era in New South Wales's history, I think he'd be held up a lot higher. I always look at like the best New South Wales side you can pick, and I just think performance alone, you take out results, performance alone, I always think the Birdie should probably have a bench spot in those teams. He was incredible. Whenever State of Origin came, it's just unfortunate he came up against one of the best origin sides we have ever seen. Love this one. Lavishka, thank you for sending this one in. Uh, my little eye in the sky up there in Brisbane. Justin Hodges. What a shout, Hodjo. Uh, one of the most damaging centers we've ever seen. I still think he's the best dummy half scooter ever. Um, you always knew Hodjo was going to come out to the open side. He was going to step off his right. He's going to step off his outside foot and beat you at first marker. And he would do it every single time. And he would beat you every single Single time. There's certain guys in rugby league history who just have a knack of breaking the first tackle. Hodjo is one of the best at it of all time. Justin Hodges, champion player, moved to fullback during the 2006 season for the Brisbane Broncos and killed it there. They went on to win that premiership. Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, people forget. Went down to the Roosters for a couple of years. Uh, featured in their 2002, 2004, 2005 maybe. And then went back up to Brisbane. I'll never forget those duels that he had with Willie Tonga in the early days. Uh, it was a really tough start for Hojo. You know, he came into origin. He really struggled. He had a couple of bad games. Then he got injured. Then Wayne Bennett brushed him. He went to the Roosters. He had injuries there as well. Then he really found his own. He went to the Broncos and, and, and you know, him and Wayne fell back in love and he absolutely killed it from that point on. He, of course, was the captain of the Broncos team in 2015 that lost that grand final. I really do think that Hojo deserved to win that premiership that night. Uh, but thankfully, Hojo did get to win in the year 2006 for the Brisbane Broncos. What else have we got? Uh, for us, it's close. GI, uh, second is Fox. Yeah, Fox is a great shout as well at Canterbury now, but for a long time at the Melbourne Storm and one of the greatest wingers I've ever seen. I remember watching Fox when, when, when he was younger. He was, I think, a couple of years younger than me, a few, few years younger than me. I remember watching him play local league, then in the South Comp. He then went over to the Sharks for a couple of years, played Toyota Cup there, then went to the Tigers. You could just always tell he was destined for something special. It's just going to be a matter of uh, if anyone was going to back Fox, and thankfully Craig Bellamy got a hold of him and he's turned him into one of the best wingers Um, honestly I think he's one of the best wingers our game has ever seen uh, what have we got? Matt Singh. Great shout here from Jesse. Matty Singh, champion player. Um, yeah, fuck Matt Singh. I, I think he's the best defensive wing out we've ever seen. I've said it on a number of occasions. You go back to and you watch his early day at the Roosters too, the combination that he had with Brad Fittler, the amount of tries that they laid on together was just incredible. Um, some of the craziest plays between uh, Freddie and Matt Singh, who, of course, both came from Penrith, were at the Roosters, and then Matty Singh made his way up to the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, another one that should have been there in 2015, deserved to win a grand final, lost in 05. The one that I, the day that I'll never forget, it was the night that uh, he jumped over Matt Utai three times to score three tries in the air, Matty Singh. I think he's the best defensive winger we've ever seen, as I said, but in attack, fuck, he was handy. Uh, another guy that probably should have played a lot more rep footy uh, than what he did. What have we got? Um, Jarrell, yeah, yeah, we got him, Matty Bowen, Matty Bowen, GI, JT. Benny Barber's a good shout, too. Benny Barber obviously won a Dalian medal in 2012, uh, won a premiership with the Sharks in 2015 as well, scoring the first try in that game. Some of the stuff he did in 2012 for the Canterbury Bulldogs was unbelievable. Chicka Ferguson, great shout. Chicka was unbelievable for the Canberra Raiders. I remember he scored a try in the 89 grand final, I think it was. He had one shoe on. Uh, he was just near impossible to stop. If he had a half sniff, it was over. JT Mango GI. Oh, Steve Renolf. Great shout from the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, wow, what a player. You got the 92-93 grand final. I can't remember which one it was. I always get it confused. But he scores one of the best in and away tries you will ever see. The great thing about Stevie Renolf and he, the, the, the great bit of skill that he possessed is that he could beat you without the ball. And he would do this quite often. Kevin Walters and Alan Langer, they knew that they wouldn't pass the ball to where Renolf is. They'd put it to where he was going to be. And what he'd do is he'd, he, he'd come in on your inside shoulder without the ball and then he'd bounce as the ball was in the air and he'd let the ball beat you. And of course, you can't tackle the player whilst they don't have the ball. So he would just let the ball float past the player who couldn't get either of you until you had it on their outside shoulder. And he was just too quick to run down. Stevie Renolf, uh, one of the most entertaining guys we've ever seen. 
from Darcy Fields, Scotty Prince. He, he put Bowen, Thurston, Scotty Prince. I back this one in 100%. Princey, so underrated. Um, I, I know a lot of people credit the 05 premiership to Benji, saying it was his team. It wasn't. It was Scott Prince's team. He was incredible this season. He got made the captain during the year. Uh, kicked a couple of crucial field goals. and came up with some big plays to win big games. And then, of course, grand final night comes, and the Tigers skipper, he's the best on ground, Clive Churchill medalist. Uh, and this is all after him. He was at the Cowboys. He was at the Broncos. I think he'd broken three legs by that point. I mean, th- this Tiger season came out of nowhere, and it's hard to pinpoint why it sort of happened. But for me, I put any success the Tigers have ever had down to Scotty Prince because he was the one that turned that season around. He was the one that brought Benji Marshall through. And in my opinion, Scotty Prince, he made Benji Marshall who he needed to be. We talk about with young halves and you look at the Titans at the moment, how important it is to have an experienced half next to you when you're young. Benji Marshall, he had one of the best we've seen in Scotty Prince. Unfortunately, came along in the same era as, you know, Joey, as Thurston, Lockie, all these great halves, which sort of held him back from playing playing more rep footy. Uh, But whenever he did come in from Queensland, he did a great job. One moment I'll never forget from Princey uh, was in, it was for the Kangaroos. I think it was in at the end of 05 after they won. Similar to what David Peachy did as well. He took an intercept. I think it was against the USA side. He took an intercept on their try line after he'd put the kick in. Um, just stuff that only Scotty Prince can do. One of the best kicking games we've ever seen, Princey. Huge fan of him. That is a great shout. Owen Craig, yeah, I'll talk about him as one of my favorite players from a certain team a little bit later today. That one comes from Sam.Nylon. Uh, Owen Craigie, Joey John still says he's the most talented player he's ever seen, and it's hard to argue with. Um, Just possessed a skill set that not many guys have ever had before the big O. It's unfortunate his career didn't play out uh, the way that it could have, because if he would have ended up at the right clubs and whatnot... Wow, could have been incredible. Still won a premiership in 97, uh, doing, you know, chip over the tops. He would just float across the line, Owen Craigie. Of course, played for Balmain, also played for South Sydney when they came back into the competition. Uh, He's now running his company as well called Chase the Energy. Type it on Instagram, go and have a look. Chase the Energy, Big O, still doing fantastic things up there in the Newcastle region. And our very last one comes from AJ Birch 07. There's a heap of repeats here in between that. Matty Bowen, JT, Matt Bowen, GI, Barber. But the Last one, AJ Birch 07 comes. He says, Nathan Merritt. A great shout. One of the greatest try scorers we have ever seen. Another one that, you know, 2014, he wasn't in that premiership winning side. He should have been. He'd earned the opportunity to have been there. It's a bit sad how it played out with South Sydney at the back then there. But Merritt for a long time, he was... He was consistently not playing finals footy and consistently consistently winning the top try scorer of the year. He was incredible. The amount of years where South Sydney would win less than 10 games and he'd somehow score 23 tries was unbelievable playing out there on the wing. Um, his chip over the top two was always lethal as all hell. We used to see that two or three times a season. For me, my standout moment with Nathan Merritt, I remember I was at the SCG one day and I think it was like a heritage round. I'm sure he, it was a heritage round and they were playing with those brown, those old-school brown Coca-Cola footies they used to have against the West Tigers who had their black and gold striped strip on with the thick stripes. Uh, and I'll never forget, they I can't remember who it was. They, 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 they went to take a shot at field goal. They threw it out to him, and he was out on the right edge. And I was standing... Where I was sitting was directly in line with the goalpost, but in between me and the goalpost was one guy, Nathan Merritt, and he hit it off his right foot, and he hit it so sweetly. 
And it was so weird seeing him hit a field goal, and then he was so close to the sideline that he like he celebrated right next to the crowd. You never see that when you hit a field goal. It's always in the middle of the field or whatever, but Nathan Merritt just possessed such a weird skill set consistently to be able to do shit like that. Champion player who deserved better at the end of his career. A great try-scoring record at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Played for a little bit of the Cronulla Sharks. He's one of the guys that was at the Bunnies uh, before they got kicked out of the comp, and then he came back when they came back in and had a great career at the Bunnies. As much as it didn't end the way it should, I'm sure all South Sydney fans will always remember and appreciate uh, Nathan Merritt for what he did for the South Sydney Rabbitohs as a club during a really tough period. Guys, that wraps it up. My live response to all of your suggestions. A little bit later today, I'll go through every single team. I'll tell you who was my favourite Indigenous player from each of those sides heading into NRL Indigenous round. We kicked off last night. Hopefully that game went well. Uh, We'll do a quick review of that when we do a preview later today of tonight's games. Just a reminder tonight also, 6pm on the Hijack app, H-Y-J-A-C-K. I will be commentating on that app, uh, the Penrith Panthers and the North Queensland Cowboys game. So if you want to watch that game, mute your telly. You can jump on that app on your phone, put it next to you, and I'll be commentating it. Just talking through the game. Not not exact play-by-play. You guys know your footy. You don't need me to tell you exactly what's happening play-by-play, but general discussions. Um, I'll find a spot for you guys to send some questions into me during the game as well, and uh, we can get stuck into that game. A bit of super coach stats, a bit of analysis, a bit of everything, and enjoy a cracking game between the Cowboys and the Penrith Panthers. Go to your app store, Hijack, H-Y-J-A-C-K. Download that one, and I will be on there uh, commentating that game at 6 p.m. tonight.